This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi. Are you being compassionate with yourself? Are you treating yourself with love and respect? Being kind to yourself, being understanding with yourself, giving yourself some slack, giving yourself some slack and just not always beating yourself up for every single fucking thing you do. Well, if you're not, then today's episode is for you. Hi, in today's episode, we're going to talk all about self-compassion. So we'll talk about what self-compassion is, elements of self-compassion, why self-compassion is so important, and also how this all relates to eating disorders, of course, and then how to be more compassionate with yourself. We're going to go through it all. So buckle your seatbelts and listen, because it is time that you start to treat yourself with kindness and compassion. Just quickly before we get started, I'd love to say a Big happy warm welcome to the new listeners in Kuwait and Tunisia. Welcome. You are loved here. You are supported here. And you are going to achieve your recovery goals. Okay. So hello. Love you. And thank you for listening. So to get straight into it. We know that recovery is so important. Especially because with eating disorders. Eating disorders are used as a way to cope with something. It's like a coping mechanism. Maybe you're trying to avoid something in your life. Maybe there's something that you've done that you don't want to face the emotions or the reality of those decisions. So instead of dealing with it, you decide to distract yourself and escape from reality with your eating disorder. Or maybe you have a very low self-esteem and you think that if you use eating disorder behaviors to get skinnier, then maybe you'll like yourself more. But of course, if you take part of those eating disorder behaviors, that's eventually going to turn into an eating disorder. Or maybe you have an eating disorder because you want to feel a sense of control when you restrict food or you take it back out of you. Maybe you think that your eating disorder is here to help you and look after you. But that's not true. That's not true. Your eating disorder is harming you. It is isolating you from the rest of the world and making you believe that you need your eating disorder to love yourself to have a skinny figure because that's all that matters in the world apparently according to your eating disorder of course which is not true but in reality your eating disorder needs you to survive because if you stop giving it attention you stop listening to it and you stop taking part of the behaviors that it wants you to take part of well what power does it have 
So as much as your eating disorder wants you to believe that you need it, it needs you. And you're not going to let it have the power anymore. You are not going to listen to your eating disorder anymore. And if you're in the process of recovering, congratulations, I am so proud of you. Keep it going and learn about self-compassion today because you're going to need self-compassion a lot during recovery because otherwise you will be listening to your eating disorder who is not your friend and wants to reel you right back in and trap you and make you feel shit. It is going to make you fear gaining weight. It's going to make you fear telling someone about your eating disorder. It is going to make you self-conscious even more about your body and your size and yourself. And if you try to recover and you have a temporary setback, like maybe you overate or you purged out the food, it is going to make you feel bad. It is going to do anything it can to reel you back in and make you believe that you only have one way to go with the eating disorder behaviors. There's nothing else you can do. You're not capable of recovering. That's what it wants you to believe. It's not true. But it is why it is so important to have self-compassion for yourself. Because it's not going to be easy to recover. It's not easy to recover because you are battling your eating disorder voice. However, recovering is so important for you, your mental health and your physical health. For you and your life. Do you want a good life? Well, fuck off the eating disorder, okay? And you need the self-compassion. Because your eating disorder is going to do anything it can to drag you back to it which is what makes recovery hard because first of all you were getting yourself out of all of these bad habits that you're used to and on top of that you will have your eating disorder voice putting you down and trying to convince you that you need it and that you're not capable of recovery because of one temporary setback no we all have setbacks it is about learning from those setbacks what triggered you to react or behave in a way that you used to and realizing that trigger, acknowledging it. So then next time it will be easier to call it out and not give into it. And that comes with practice. So if you have a temporary setback, I yell the word temporary because it is temporary. It is not forever. Your setbacks are not forever unless you decide it is. Okay, you will need self-compassion to help you be more mindful, to help you have more self-worth and to help you be more accepting of where you are and where you are going to be. You are going to start having more self-compassion to have less to none of your eating disorders lemon of a voice in your head. Self-compassion is an unconditional love that you give yourself. It's there for you even when you make a mistake. It's there to help you accept the mistake, forgive yourself for the mistake, and learn from the mistake while still treating yourself with kindness. It's important to learn from your mistakes, but it's also as important not to beat yourself up for making a mistake. Because if you show yourself that you're just going to give yourself a hard time if you fuck up in any sort of way, then you're going to start avoiding dealing with your mistakes and actually facing them. With that, you won't face your fears and you just won't be there for yourself. And you have to be there for yourself. So regardless of what you do, your self-compassion needs to be there. And this helps you always have inner love and kindness. And it will help you pick yourself up when you fall down. So with that, what is self-compassion? Well, 
Self-compassion is when you are understanding towards yourself and are able to be kind to yourself, especially when you feel like you failed at something, you've made a mistake at something, you feel like you're suffering or you feel inadequate towards something. So it means treating yourself with kindness rather than ignoring the pain and the problems that you are facing because you can be constructively critical to yourself rather than just harshly critical. Self-compassion means that you are able to recognize that we all make mistakes, but we can learn from them. And a mistake does not make us worthless or useless or a failure. So if we compare this to compassion, compassion has to do with noticing that someone else is suffering. So say you saw someone close to you crying. When you empathize and you feel and you understand how it is that this person is feeling, that is you being compassionate towards them. So compassion is to suffer with. It's you having a caring response towards someone else without judgment. So when you compare this to self-compassion, this is you having the ability to use and direct those same emotions that you had towards someone else when you were feeling compassionate and feeling them towards yourself. To be kind to yourself, just as you would to someone that you care about. And why is it so hard? Why is it that we can care and be compassionate and kind to somebody else, but not towards ourselves? It's because you need to grow yourself love. And no, self-pity, self-hatred, and being self-critical is nowhere near the same as having self-compassion for yourself or self-love. Okay? So don't you dare try to use that instead of self-love. So self-compassion is when you take that compassion that you have for other people and you give it to yourself. So instead of judging yourself and constantly blaming yourself and making yourself feel so, so unhappy and, and so exhausted from suffering all the time, listen up and learn how to have self-compassion. Okay, so with self-compassion, there are three main elements to it. Number one is self-kindness. Number two is common humanity. And number three is mindfulness. Self-kindness is when you speak to yourself as you would to someone that you care about. You speak with warmth and kindness and understanding rather than harshly and critically. And this is important because being kind to yourself is absolutely crucial, especially when it comes to you feeling pain about something or you feeling down about something. This is when you need to be kind to yourself because otherwise your pain will turn into suffering. And as you know, I love to say, pain has a purpose. But suffering is a choice. And the longer you suffer, the more you avoid dealing with these feelings and the more you just feel shit 24-7 and the more resistant you will be to ever try to allow yourself to get to a better place. And we don't want that. It is more important for you to be kind and gentle to yourself. Not everything is going to be perfect all the time. And you'd know that if you listened to last week's episode. Okay? So when you're trying to recover and enforce new and healthier habits and behaviours in your life... Don't, don't give yourself such a hard time. Why don't you cheer yourself on and be proud of yourself for trying? Some people never even try. They would rather just suffer and never go for a better and happier life. You are trying to recover and that alone is something to be so happy and proud of yourself for. But your eating disorder will want you to think otherwise. It will want you to think that you aren't capable of recovering. It will want you to feel worthless and that recovering is hopeless. But that is not true. 
So you need to have self-compassion and self-kindness so that whilst you are making this transition into a life full of love and recovery, you have yourself to back yourself up and choose to push forward rather than give in to your eating disorder. And self-kindness is going to be a massive part of pushing you through. The second element of self-compassion has to do with common humanity. This is understanding that we all go through pain. Pain is part of the human experience. Feeling emotions is part of being human. It is important to be able to acknowledge that we all go through pain. Because otherwise, when it comes to suffering, suffering gives off this feeling that we are all alone and no one would be able to help us. Something is wrong with us. There's no way that anyone could possibly understand what we are going through. When in reality, we all go through feelings of pain. We all go through tough times. It's not going to be the exact same as someone else. However, we all go through tough times. We all go through low times. The difference comes in when you decide how you are going to deal with these feelings. Are you going to be self-critical or are you going to be self-compassionate? But if you have this mindset that when you feel pain, you are all alone, you are just going to get yourself stuck in this very negative cycle. Because if you're only thinking self-critically, you are just going to dig yourself into this hole where you are constantly putting yourself down. And the more negativity, the more stress, the more anxiety, and the more your eating disorder is getting fueled up. No! And this is when common humanity comes in because this is when you are able to recognize that all humans go through pain and suffering. No one goes through life feeling no pain. And this relates to your eating disorder because you are not alone and you are not alone in healing either. I'm here to help you recover and I'm sure all of the people that love you would gladly help you try to recover as well. So common humanity allows you to develop a sense where you imagine how others would respond to a similar situation because you are not alone. So rather than having the mindset that you were all alone and no one gives two fucks or no one understands what you're going through, well... Just come here. Come to the Recover With Ali community. Change your perspective. Open yourself up to feelings of empathy towards other people and yourself. And the last component of self-compassion has to do with mindfulness. This is being open to being in the present moment. This is being open-minded to your thoughts, your feelings and your emotions. It is accepting your thoughts and not avoiding them. So when we mindfully observe our pain, we acknowledge it without bringing ourselves down in the process, without taking our feelings as a stab on us or our character. When we are mindful, we are being observant of our thoughts without being critical. It's having a balanced perspective, not over-identifying with pain and also not ignoring the pain either. It is allowing yourself to feel, whether it's physical or emotional, but then being able to sit in your thoughts and feel relaxed. And of course, you know what I'm going to say. Meditation also helps with this a lot. Meditation will help you be mindful. An example of being mindful could be, let's say you're trying to recover from your eating disorder, which I hope you are doing. Anyways, so you were recovering from your eating disorder and you usually binge eat. And you're still learning about how much makes you feel comfortable in eating without feeling overly full and without feeling overly hungry afterwards either. So let's say you overate 
and you start to feel physical pain and emotional pain. Because first of all, you were feeling the food in your tummy and maybe your tummy's not used to you keeping in this food. So it's sitting there and feeling very uncomfortable. And this also comes with the mental side to things because you know that you were going to try and not vomit up this food afterwards. So you were feeling emotional pain too because you were not used to this. You are not used to keeping the food in you and therefore it is making you feel uncomfortable both physically and mentally. So emotionally, you could be feeling very stressed and very anxious, very uneasy and very hesitant because you want to go back to the behaviors that you were used to. You want to go and vomit out the food so that you can feel that temporary relief when you take the food out of you. But you were trying to be stronger than that and not give in to your eating disorder voice. So in the case of being mindful, what you were going to do is accept that you were feeling these thoughts. You are feeling anxious. You are feeling stressed. You are feeling uncomfortable. It's the truth. It's, it's facts. You are feeling all of these things. So rather than ignoring these feelings, rather than pretending that you're not feeling this way or avoiding it altogether, you accept that this is how you are feeling. You acknowledge the thoughts. Hi. Hi, anxiety. I feel you. But you know what? I'm not going to give in to you. I mean, you could even cry and be like, fuck, this is hard. This is tough. I'm not giving in to my eating disorder. And this is a very overwhelming feeling. Go on and cry. Express your emotions, but don't avoid them. And you also don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling anxiety, which means I just have to focus on the anxiety and say, I know you're here. I'm going to think about you until you go away. No. Acknowledge the thoughts. And then do things to help make yourself feel calmer. Yes, meditation. Yes, go do something that you love to do. Go listen to your favorite music. Go walk your dog. Go get some fresh air. Acknowledge the thoughts, but don't make that your whole existence. Allow yourself to breathe. And the more mindful you are, the more calmer you will be. So when we tie all of these components together, mindfulness will help you and your body relax. This will help you feel more empathy towards yourself. And when you're empathetic, this can help shift the perspective that you've had locked in for so long. You can change that perspective. And when you understand that you were not alone, this not only helps you maybe open up to someone and listen to an outsider perspective rather than just your eating disorder. And by having self-kindness and speaking kindly to yourself, this will help you be more present and be more up to listening to yourself and trying to improve yourself. Because if all you give yourself is self-criticism whenever anything happens, that will just make you more avoidant and not want to face your fears or face the problems that you are dealing with. Instead, you will avoid or just give yourself a hard time whenever anything goes wrong, no matter how big or small your mistake is. You have a whole box of cereal in one of your hands and you're holding it from the top and the lid comes crashing down. So all of the cereal just explodes onto the floor. Are you going to give yourself a hard time for that? And yes, that was a personal example that happened to me many years ago. Many, 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 many years ago. But it still stuck with me because I thought it was the most chaotic thing that will ever happen. Which is clearly not the case. However, my point is, no matter how big or how small, because simply I could just get a broom and a dustpan and, and sweep all that cereal up. Problem solved. Okay, next time I will hold the cereal box from the bottom. Well, it wasn't a cereal box. It was like a, a Tupperware container, like a very big one that you put your cereal in. So I was holding it from the top and <laughs> yeah. 
So simple solution. Hold it from the bottom next time. Rather than, oh my gosh, you are such a klutz. You are unhinged. Like, gosh, calm down. It's just a cereal box. And before I get into a tangent, what I'm trying to say is that no matter how big or how small your mistake seems to be to you, just learn from it instead. Don't give yourself such a hard time. Because then you're just building and building up all of this self-hatred and self-criticism. And then the further away your self-love will be. And the self-love is what we want. Not this bullshit over stupid cereal boxes. When someone is struggling with an eating disorder, what they have is a critical voice. And this voice is there every day. It just fills your head with all of these negative thoughts and feelings about yourself, how you look, how much you weigh, how you feel and how you behave. It's just all negative. This is the critical voice. And the critical voice targets your self-image and tries to make you doubt yourself. The critical voice is filled with criticism. Yeah, believe that one. And it just, it just, there is no empowerment or positivity. And definitely no self-compassion. And if we want to recover, we don't want this critical voice. We want the empowering voice. And the empowering voice is the opposite to the critical voice. And it's filled with love and appreciation and kindness and compassion. Your self-love is appreciated with your empowering voice. Your empowering voice will notice when you are struggling or where there's something that maybe you did wrong that you could improve on. But it doesn't think like your critical voice and try to tear you down. Your empowering voice gives you opportunity to grow and learn from what you have done. And then you action it and then you become stronger than you were before. You notice your feelings and not always judge them. You allow yourself to make mistakes and try to learn from it. And there's this quote that lessons in life will be repeated until they are learned. So if you are not seeing changes, that is the lessons in your life saying, hey, change this. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is not serving you. So question your mistakes in a way where you look at it as something that you can learn from and learn that lesson and improve your life from that lesson. So self-compassion is so important because it increases your happiness. It helps you grow your self-love and it decreases your anxiety. It allows you to be more gentle with yourself and more caring, which is so important. You need to be kind and caring and gentle with yourself, with recovery, with literally everything in your life. No matter what the mistake is, learn from your mistakes. And to do that, you also need to be self-compassionate. If you're not compassionate about what you've done wrong, well, that's not very encouraging for you to want to face your problems and what you need to improve on in your life. So be compassionate. So no, self-compassion is not a way of you making an excuse for having bad behavior. It is giving yourself the safety to admit to the mistakes that you have made to not blame anyone else, to own your mistakes, and then try to do something about it. It allows you to self-reflect and take responsibility for your actions. Self-compassion is also not the same as being self-indulgent because when you are having self-compassion, you are focusing on the long-term goal. If you recover, it is going to be short-term pain and long-term gain. It's not going to be easy to recover. So in the short term, it is going to be difficult. But in the long term, you are going to live a life where you care for yourself. You feel healthy and you feel happy. You are not just looking to feel good now with no consideration for the future. It's actually the opposite. Recovering will be challenging, but so beneficial for you, especially in the long run. Self-compassion does not make you weak. To have self-compassion is actually to show courage. You are courageous to face your mistakes and to face what it is that you did wrong. It's not easy to own up to your shit. So if you are able to face what it is that you did wrong and try to better yourself from it, well, that is a very strong and courageous thing to do. And when you show self-compassion, you are showing care for yourself and feeling empowered to reach your full potential, knowing that you are capable to get there. When you were self-critical, all you were doing is lowering your self-esteem. And making yourself believe that you can't get to where you want to be. And you can, but you need self-compassion to get you there. And self-compassion is also going to help you be okay with putting on weight. You are able to understand why it is that you fear putting on weight. And you sympathize with that. However, you're looking at the bigger picture. You are focusing on getting back your mental health and your physical health. And growing that self-love. And feeling healthy again. Being able to eventually look in the mirror and maybe noticing that more weight has been put on. But so fucking what? You are looking and feeling healthier. If you feel that initial uncomfortable feelings of noticing that weight has been put on, your compassion is then going to step in. I understand why you feel this way. I understand that you've had these expectations for yourself for so long. 
because you've listened to your eating disorder. But it is more important for you to be healthy. Because when you're not healthy, this is affecting your mental health, your physical health, your sleep, your stress, your anxiety, your overall well-being. So I understand that you are feeling uncomfortable and I want you to remember that you are not alone and the fact that you are recovering and you are allowing yourself to heal just shows just how strong and capable you are. And when you get past your eating disorder, the more that you will believe that you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Because now you are putting yourself first. Now let's go over some ways that is going to help you practice self-compassion. The first thing that I want you to do is acknowledge that no one is perfect. And for this, it's going to be very helpful if you listen to last week's episode, because that is all about perfectionism and the fact that no one's perfect. But it is important to acknowledge that no one is perfect and everyone makes mistakes. Your mistakes do not define you. They will only impact you the more that you choose to suffer in your mistakes. But if you try to learn from them, well, good on you. It can only get better from there. But the first thing you have to do is be able to acknowledge your mistakes. And when you do that, you are acknowledging that you are not perfect. Nobody is. I also want you to be yourself. To self-love ourselves, we need to accept ourselves for who we are. Everyone is unique. No one is the same, and it is your unique qualities that will make you stand out. So don't hide away what makes you, you. That is the most important and most beautiful part about you. The parts that stand out. And sometimes these are the parts of ourselves that we hide away because it's different. But that's what you should be embracing. That's what makes you stand out. So be yourself and the right people will be a part of your life. Be yourself, be your authentic self, and what is meant to you will be attracted. The energy that you are attracting has everything to do with you. Remember that energy flows or attention goes. To have more self-compassion, it is also going to be very helpful to stop judging yourself. You wouldn't want to be around someone that constantly judges and criticizes you. No. But guess what? You are surrounded by that person because that person is you. So cut the crap. When you are judging yourself, you are blocking off compassion from being a part of you. So acknowledge what it is that you are feeling and don't judge yourself for feeling that way. We all have feelings. You can choose how you act on those feelings. However, you shouldn't be judged for thinking. And if you have an irrational reaction, learn from that too. But don't judge yourself, okay? Judging yourself is not going to get you anywhere except further away from compassion. So the next time that you are judging yourself, call it out, acknowledge that you are judging yourself, and also think about why it is that you are judging yourself. What is it about feeling that makes that worth being judged for? Are you judging yourself because you don't think that's the appropriate way to feel? A better way to look at that is to reframe that thought and think, what is a better way that I could be feeling? I am all for trying to improve yourself and have a better mindset towards things. Great, absolutely go for that. But there's a difference between trying to learn and improve on your feelings and reactions versus just judging yourself for feeling. We all feel. It might not be the same way, but we all feel. 
So if you are trying to have a better mindset towards something, great. But if you want to do that, you have to cut out the judgment. Because when you judge, you are focused more on being cruel to yourself and, and invalidating yourself rather than acknowledging how you feel and wanting to feel in a different way. Which can happen, but that will take time, it will take compassion, and it will take understanding of yourself to understand why it is that you feel this way. And also, why do you want to change the way that you feel? Is there a better way that you could be feeling? Why do you feel the way that you do now? What about it do you think needs to be changed? Is the way that you feel helping you react in a way that gets you a good result? Ask yourself these questions so that you can reflect and work on it. But don't judge yourself. What does that do? Literally nothing. So cut it out. So try to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Don't be quick to judge yourself or make assumptions. Oh, I overate, which means that I am absolutely useless. I didn't go to the gym today, which makes me a failure. Uh, No, you're assuming wrong, so shush. Unless you are having helpful, compassionate thoughts, then cut it out. So don't be quick to assume the worst within yourself. Maybe try and expand your horizon and think of yourself in a better way. Okay? So I want you to stop judging yourself and start forgiving yourself. Forgive yourself for dropping that cereal box. Forgive yourself for thinking that you needed an eating disorder to love yourself. Forgive yourself for the eating disorder behaviors you have taken part of. Forgive yourself for everything. Forgive yourself for whatever it is that you are holding on to that you can't let go of, that is making you stuck in the land of the suffer, where you think that you need to keep holding this on just to remind yourself that you are a piece of shit. You're not. You need to forgive yourself. Let whatever it is that you've done in the past, let it go. You were different then. You don't have to be the same version of yourself that you are now to who you used to be. We all make mistakes, but you can choose to suffer in what you have done from the past or be better now. You know I love to say it. Don't go through life thinking what if. What if I had just tried to let it go and be better? Because every second that you hold on to this this painful feelings and regret, regret from what you have done in the past... It prevents you from having a better future because you are the one that is still thinking about this constantly. It affects your mental health, just your well-being, your day. However long ago this happened, whether it was yesterday, a month ago or 10 years ago, you have the choice to keep holding on to it and never letting it go, just to always remind yourself that you were this bad person or in your head you are this bad person. Because of something you did before. As long as you hold on to your mistakes, it is going to affect you constantly. Learn from your mistakes for sure. Learn from it. Reflect on your life. Reflect on your mistakes. And be better. But the longer you hold on to your mistakes and your regrets and refuse to let it go, your mistakes will haunt you for life. And you can remember it. It's not like you're going to forget the mistake, but use your mistake or whatever it is that you are regretting as something to empower and motivate you to not be like that anymore. As long as you are focused on yesterday, you cannot have a better tomorrow. 
You need to forgive yourself. You are a different person now, or you can be if you choose to learn from your mistakes. So look forward, which leads to our next point, but look forward to who you want to be and not hold on so tightly to who you once were. If you didn't like who you used to be, stop associating with that person so much. Accept that person, acknowledge that that was a part of you, but it's not who you are anymore unless you let it. So instead, move forward. Instead, remember that you were worthy of compassion and love and kindness and forgiveness. The same way that you listen to your critical voice, start to listen to your empowering voice. Acknowledge what you could change in your life. Acknowledge what it is that you want to change and be better for. Acknowledge your mistakes. Forgive your mistakes. And also acknowledge just how far you've come. And believe in just how far you can go. So when your critical voice is trying to put you down, take a second and reflect. Ask yourself, is feeling this way going to help me? Is this thought going to empower me? Or is it only going to bring me down? And if you react on these thoughts, ask yourself, how could you do it differently next time? So move forward, acknowledge, learn, and then move on. You're not in quicksand. You have the opportunity to move on. So take action on these opportunities that you have and try and try and try again. Because eventually, the more effort and the more consistency and the more self-love that you put into trying, the better that you will feel and the more results you will see. I also want you to treat yourself how you would treat someone that you love. This one is very important, as you know, because I keep mentioning it. Because I want you to imagine someone that you love was thinking these same thoughts that you were telling yourself to be true. What advice would you give them? Or how would you feel at the fact that they were talking about themselves in this way? So think about how you would want them to feel or what supporting advice you would give to them. And then, here comes the hard part. Redirect those thoughts and direct them towards you. Do it. Redirect your positive and loving thoughts towards yourself. Even if you feel so cringe when you're doing it at first because you're unfamiliar with saying this to yourself. Sure. Well, that's why we're using people that you love as your starting point because this is going to help you realize that you don't think the same way about people that you love as you do towards yourself. So be kinder to yourself. This will help you catch your critical thoughts and reframe them. Okay? And then soon, you will be able to give yourself these compassionate ways of thinking without first needing to imagine that you were saying it to someone that you love. Of course, still say it and think it about the ones that you love. But what a great feeling it will be to know that you can just automatically think kindly and compassionately about yourself, to yourself. I want you to also start to write more. Whether it's keeping a journal, writing down how it is that you feel every day. Say you are trying to stop emotionally eating and your mind is telling you that you are hungry. However, you've started to realize that when you are feeling bored, for example, you tend to go to food. So you can write down in your journal what is happening and the feelings that you notice occurring. I'm feeling bored or I'm procrastinating because I have this due or this is what I'm doing at the moment. So write down the situation, write down how you were feeling, write down why it is that you were feeling this way and what it is that you want to do. Then you can write down, do you think what it is that you want to do will be helpful for you? And in this case, we can say that you want to binge eat. Is that going to be helpful for you? And as you write it down, you can try to reframe these thoughts and have a different outcome. 
If you can acknowledge and realize that you are feeling bored, which is making you want to go and binge eat, then you're calling yourself out. You were catching the problem before it's occurred. And maybe instead, you only realized after you binged ate. Write that down too, because now you've been able to identify the trigger and that's going to help you next time. And just keep writing it all down and see your progress. You are going to see, as you become stronger and more aware of your triggers, and also more aware of how you want to react versus how you are reacting now, you will see progress the more that you action these new ways. So you can do this, or you can also try to write yourself letters of encouragement, write down your goals, write down your grateful fors, what you are grateful for yourself every single day, at least three. And even if you don't want to write journal entries every time something happens, write down a daily summary. What happened in your day? What you are proud of yourself for doing? What you think you can improve on next time? And any reoccurring feelings that you were having or thoughts? And whether you think they're beneficial or not? And why? Write it all down. It's helpful to write this all down because this is a safe place for you to reflect on how you were feeling and also be more compassionate with yourself. Even if you feel absolutely ridiculous writing something that you are proud of yourself for today because you're not used to giving yourself any sort of compliment, write it down. Get familiar with being kinder to yourself, even if you don't believe it at the beginning. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Because eventually you will. Okay? Just keep on just keep on writing it down. Keep on telling yourself. As they like to say, fake it until you make it. Okay? Or even just write letters to yourself about how much you were proud of yourself. Write letters of encouragement towards yourself. Write a forgiveness letter to yourself. Forgive yourself for what you have done in the past. And the past you that you were letting go of. And then who you want to be. Write it all down and keep these letters somewhere that you can come back to anytime. Especially when you need empowerment and encouragement. That you can do anything that you set your mind to. And you can. You just need to believe that. You need to believe in yourself. I also want you to take time for yourself. Do the things that make you happy, that make you feel calm, and that make you feel relaxed. Go have a bubble bath. Go read your favorite book. Go listen and jam out to your favorite music. 
go meditate. I hope you enjoy meditating now. Okay? Just make time for the things that you enjoy doing, that you enjoy doing for you, and that you know are beneficial for you, that put you in a calmer and less anxious state. Make the time, the same way that you have the time to put yourself down, replace that with things that make you calm and happy. When you think you're going to get into a state of putting yourself down, use this time even to do things that make you calmer, but also try to make time in your day specifically for doing things that make you calm and happy. But then of course, when you feel like you were going into a downward spiral, also use that time to do things that make you feel calm. I want you to also know that it is okay to say no. If you've been asked to hang out with a friend, but you're too busy or you're feeling a bit sick or you just want time to yourself, it is okay to say no. And if that feels too hard at first, even just try and say, I can let you know later. And once you've had time to calm down and get into a more rational state, because maybe this scares you to say no, send them a text. I won't be able to make it. Prioritize time for yourself, especially when you are feeling very overwhelmed or overworked. Saying no can be a challenge, but the more you practice it, the easier it will become. And the people that love you should understand that sometimes you just need a day for yourself. They might have been sad that they wanted to see you, but overall, I think they'd respect that you've taken time to get yourself into a better state. Because after all, that is the most important thing that you can do. So say no. And you also don't need to provide a thousand and one reasons as to why you can't make it. Just say, I won't be able to make it today. I'll let you know when else I can do. That's if you do want to see them on a later date. I also want you to have a continuous growth mindset. If you have a goal that you want to achieve, go for that. But something important to realize as well is that as you grow, your desires or your priorities may change along the way. So always have an open mind to the fact that your end goal at this moment could change in a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, or however long. But just keep an open mind to your priorities changing. Your goals may change as you grow, and that's a good sign. What you want today may not be what you want tomorrow because you are changing as a person into someone that prioritizes self-love and has self-compassion and starts putting yourself first. And as you upgrade, so will your goals. So just keep an open mind to that. So to summarize how you can practice self-compassion, first of all, acknowledge that no one is perfect. Next, I want you to be your authentic self. Number three is to stop judging yourself. Number four is to start forgiving yourself. Number five is to move forward and look forward. Number six is to treat yourself as you would treat someone that you love. Number seven is to write down everything, your feelings, write a letter to yourself, a letter of encouragement, just write it all down. Number eight is to take time for yourself. Number nine is to learn to say no. And number 10 is to have an open mind, especially towards your growth and your goals. And with that all said, I'm going to leave you with some beautiful self-compassionate quotes. So thank you, hope plus wellness for them. Go write these down, go stick it on your wall, go stick it in your shower so you can constantly look at it. Put it on your mirror, not covering your beautiful face, but next to your face. So you can read it whilst you look at yourself or read it and then look at yourself. Just put these quotes somewhere that you can familiarize yourself with them and believe it and keep saying it to yourself. Make it your phone lock screen. Anyways, here's one for you. Self-compassion is simply giving the same kindness to ourselves that we would give to others. And that quote was from Christopher Germer. 
This one's really cool. You've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. And that's by Louise L. Hay. Another quote is, painful feelings are, by their very nature, temporary. They will weaken over time as long as we don't prolong or amplify them through resistance or avoidance. The only way to eventually free ourselves from debilitating pain, therefore, is to be with it as it is. The only way out is through. Thank you, Kristen Neff. Another is, the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. Thank you, Joseph Campbell. Another beautiful one by Elizabeth Culberos is, People are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out, but when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is revealed only if there is a light from within. So grab that self-love. Ruth Fischel says, It is a beautiful experience being with ourselves at a level of complete acceptance. When that begins to happen, when you give up resistance and needing to be perfect, a peace will come over you as you have never known. Thich Nhat Hanh says, It's like a mother. When the baby is crying, she picks up the baby and she holds the baby tenderly in her arms. Your pain, your anxiety is your baby. You have to take care of it. You have to go back to yourself to recognize the suffering in you Embrace the suffering and you get a relief. Thank you. So accept how it is that you were feeling. Okay. And then work on it. Veronica Tugaleva says, If you do not respect your own wishes, no one else will. You will simply attract people who disrespect you as much as you do. Jack Cornfield says, If your compassion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Be yourself. We talked about this. I really hope these quotes have hit you nice and deep and are making you reflect upon yourself and how you should treat yourself. I also hope that you enjoyed today's episode and will try to be more compassionate with yourself, as you should. Your self-love should be your priority. So go get that love. And self-compassion is going to help you get there. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And without further ado, remember to recover with Ali.